Hello, everybody, and welcome to FanWith, the FanBite podcast. It is a podcast produced, owned, uh, beloved by... I, what are other things you can do at a podcast? Listen to not Listen so not to. so much. Talked about by uh, uh, hosted, lauded, 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 lauded by fanbite.com, the website about video games <laughs> and sometimes not video games because there's nothing out <laughs> for like three months. But we're still in here on the we podcast. Still have to, we still have to work. Yeah, we still like, yeah, which is wild, huh? We don't get like summer vacation. We're not like school teachers, weirdly <laughs> enough, where they just like, well, no video games, go, go home, get a part time job at a grocery store for the next three weeks because you're done. Yeah. Uh, you have just heard my voice, the voice of Steven Strum, managing editor of fanbyte.com. You've also heard the voice of Nikki Grayson, social editor of fanbyte.com. Hello. And Danielle Riendo, senior editor of fanbyte.com. Feeling that senior. When I throw mm-hmm. my no, chips. No. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. Don't don't you worry. We have lots of <laughs> chips to chat about. Good. Uh, chat. We do not, however, have uh, one Merit K, the uh, trending and features editor of fanby.com. She's out at a doctor's appointment today and just couldn't make it in time for this particular recording, but she'll be back next week. She'll you be- know, she said doctor's appointment, but really, I'm worried about a ladder. I'm mm-hmm. worried about, you know, mm-hmm. a, a situation mm-hmm. with the locks and the yeah. ladders and the, right. you know, that kind of stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. we'll just say that she's on assignment. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what we should just say in, for anything. It's just like, mm, Merit uh, fell down a well, actually, but mm-hmm. uh, but what we really mean is that she's on assignment. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. How are you guys doing? I'm tired. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's, like, mm-hmm. really tired. Tell it's me about it. It's a tiring day. It's very um, weird. Even my cats didn't wake me up this morning. They were like, nah, I'm gonna lay down. Just fucking sleep <laughs> until 9 o'clock. Yeah. It's I, been, wild. Yeah. I, had to, I had to wake up. Okay, so I live if ever, I live in Los Angeles. Have you heard of it? It's a city mm-hmm. on the west coast of the country. No, I've not. Please um, describe it to me. Tell so, me the population. Okay, so there are how many people About four million. in Los Angeles? It's around four. Um, there are f- around 4 million people, I've there been told, uh, live in Los <laughs> Angeles. Um, and uh, and it's a big city with a lot of people. And some would say too many people and too many cars. Uh, so, which is, which is there, the fact that there are too many cars is separate from the fact that uh, I live in a relatively dense neck of the woods, which right. is good. Uh, apartment buildings are good. Build more apartment buildings. Yes. Um, yeah, build up, not out. Uh, but, uh, I don't have parking, so, but I do have a car, because I have to live here. Uh, so... <laughs> you need a car I have for to wake your life. Up. Yeah, for my yeah. life. I have to wake up every, every Monday and Tuesday. Um, on Mondays it's fine, because I, I drive to work, but on Tuesdays I stay home to record this show. And, uh, I have to wake up very early to move my car so it doesn't get a $95 ticket from the Los Angeles Department of Transportation mm-hmm. and oh. have to quote-unquote street clean, even though I've literally never seen the street cleaning vehicle come up or down the street. <laughs> but the, the fucking ticket people come every day. Uh, over the winter break, Katie got, I shit y'all not, four tickets what? Over the course of like the twenty fourth, the twenty second, third, fourth, and fifth, she got four tickets all at like one, like between the hours of one and two a.m. is when they came by to like leave the tickets. Uh, That's wild. Is that yeah. when the street cleaners are out? 
Because it must be. <clears throat> Well, I was going to say, on my street, I do feel like the street cleaners are out basically anytime I'm, like, like you know, on the phone with a sick relative, mm-hmm. uh, recording a podcast, you know, <laughs> trying to um, get my cats to calm down. Basically, anytime that it is least convenient for me, that's when the street cleaners do just decide to just, like, create their sort of, what I like to think of as sonically equivalent to, like, just a really protracted air horn going really, really fast. <laughs> right. That sound. It's, it's, it's a very good one. Yeah. Good sound right there. Now, mm-hmm. if y'all wanted to buy a street sweeper, how much money do you think that would cost? $45,000. Steven. M- way more than that. Like, okay, <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to give you I'm just going to give you a year. If you wanted to buy a 2008 GMC heavy duty street sweeper, um, sixty-five thousand dollars. Sixty-five thousand. It's got sixty-six horsepower. That's seventy-four thousand dollars. Eighty-eight thousand five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For this street sweeper. Closest what uh, I'm going over. I think by Prices Right rules. I yeah, mean, I, yeah I think in, you won. It's, it's in Hayward, California. It's only got twenty-nine thousand miles on it. Oh, only twenty-nine thousand. But listen, but those are city miles, so they're mm. harsher. So those are more. <laughs> Those are city miles. Uh, however, it's city miles going at about four miles per yeah. hour. So, you know, I think that's like a, a 0.8 modifier, percent modifier mm-hmm. on that, you know? Gosh. <sighs> what are anyway. we talking about? <laughs> uh, it was how everybody's doing. And, oh, and, yeah. uh, and, and Nikki was doing some some traffic. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And cars. <laughs> and that's stuff? been the traffic section with Nikki Grayson. <laughs> our, our we'll be back with him during rush hour. <laughs> I can buy uh, this one for 150 grand. It's in Tennessee, though. How new is it? Uh, it's 2018. Oh, wow. Much newer. Yes. Much newer. It's only got. Uh, how many miles on this bad boy? 16,000. That's is less that a than 26. for this? Or is this uh, just like looking is. at Craigslist? No, I've on no, there's a Discord server. <laughs> I'm um. so glad. <laughs> Danielle, how much? Okay, again? while you while y'all talk about that, I'm gonna figure out how much a Zamboni costs. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> fair. Danielle, did you do anything this weekend? I trained a lot, a lot. Trained I'm competing. I'm competing what? next weekend. I'm competing on Saturday, so I have been. Uh, getting my butt kicked <laughs> by everybody at my gym. It's very good. Mm. Uh, it's good. It's actually good. I'm for, having a lot of fun. For the listeners at home, what are you training for? I compete in submission and grappling, which mm. is MMA without punching and kicking. It's all the wrestling and ground fighting stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's like a very rough sport, but it is not as rough as like full MMA. So it's full contact. I do get choked out. I do choke people out. Uh, broken bones are a thing, uh, uh, but sorry. it's not. There's no punching and kicking. Yeah, yeah, crucially, there's no punching and kicking. Right. <laughs> Breaking, I did what, actually get next... kicked recently by accident, but oh, no. that does, that's yeah. like an accident, I, you know? A, a question I do have is how do you not... So I have very little experience with the combat sports, but just kind right. of thinking about how a person would grapple another person, that I feel like that does require a swinging of arms and legs, correct? Yes, a lot of that. It's, it's a lot of swinging and what we call grip fighting. So like, hey, what if I tried to grab you? You would probably, uh, there's several moves you can do, but one of the things you can do in the sort of preliminary, we just stood up, we just started in our match, uh, is to like fight off that grip and be like, no, I want my grip instead, and now I can take you down, that kind of thing. How do you fight off the grip if you can't like 
strike. So you you literally so grip fighting is a whole thing that I'm still learning, and so it's been three years for me that I've been training like not daily, daily, but like five times a week. Uh, so almost daily, uh, minus a couple of months for injury. So we we take off a little of there. But yeah, so about three years of training, and I am still really just learning the basics of things like grip fighting, but in my very limited blue belt understanding, that's like level two out of five, basically. <laughs> my very limited hey, it's understanding. It's higher than mine. You are, you're literally grabbing that limb. You're, so somebody like put their hand on the back of my neck. You see that a lot, right? When you mm-hmm. see wrestlers, that kind of thing. Somebody did that. I might literally use my shoulder to just jam their hand off or use my hands to jam their hand off so it's a lot of that stuff so it's super rough but yeah you're much closer in than a kickboxing match because then you can use your your limbs in such a fashion as to punch or kick somebody in the face right but with this you're using your hands and your arms yeah can you use the is it is it a key yes i do both actually and this is a funny thing not to make this the fucking grappling hour but this is fascinating to me honestly (laughs) like straight up yeah it's so there are two different divisions and i compete in both i'm much better in no gi than in a gi uh -hmm. just because a gi is a much more technical thing you can do so many cool things to a person in a gi you can choke them with their own clothing which is what i was gonna ask like is that part of the body like can you grab the leg that rules (laughs) that's good it's really true yeah you you grab their lapels and choke them out with their own lapels it's amazing it's so so cool yeah. I'm sorry, oh, Danielle. Yeah. Danielle, I, you, that was a perfect segue because it does circle back to one thing I wanted to ask about at the beginning of the story, which when you yeah. say choke a person out, yes. do you mean like out, out? Yes, I do. Uh, you can always tap. The person might tap, uh, which I usually like to do before I fully pass out. Uh, but yeah, people pass out all the time. They, they fully lose consciousness. Is that not on a long enough scale bad for your brain parts? <laughs> It's not the best thing, but it's also not something that happens every day. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you are, like, uh, the type of person who's like, I'm not going to tap, and you're like, tap or nap, bro. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to tap, and then they nap. Uh, okay. Which is not the way most people practice jujitsu. For, okay. for most people, yes, you might fight it off in, like, a very high-level competition. You might be more reticent to tap. But on the daily, because we're doing this to each other hundreds of times a day, you're... It's not like an everyday thing. It will happen sometimes if you think you're kind of fighting it off. You're not fighting it off as well as you think and you kind of dream a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's not an everyday thing. <laughs> okay. This sounds horrifying. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. There's the thing I tell people, uh, I'm, I'm a very small human being, right? I, I, I go in at a pretty low weight class. And like mm. the fact that I have used this in real life to like wrestle down drunk you know, fully grown men, oh. patients, like, and it, it, it just comes to me naturally, like, it, flick of a switch kind of thing. Like, there's such a really wonderful thing about sort of learning your own power through doing this that is awesome for every kind of body type, which is nice. which is really rad. So yeah, I, I always recommend if people are curious to definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> you also don't have to compete. Like, you don't have to be like me. You can actually just do it and learn it and enjoy it and not, like, make yourself go to a tournament and you know really go hard like that's not a necessary feature of it <laughs> right yeah 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 so yeah uh that's that's awesome though like i am not a i'm not typically these days a very physical person other than like i said i've gone hey I've you've gone been swimming yeah. i have been yeah i uh i failed to go in on a friday last week because it was like my cats again for the last week or so have been waking me up repeatedly throughout the night <laughs> uh once at, once at about three th- and it's like the same t- three 
segments of time every single night. It's like 3.30, 5.30, Every single oh, morning. Uh, and I just had no energy left after like four days of that to, to do that. And it's like, I can shut my door and just lock them out. But one of them, the one that is currently sleeping on the bed behind me as I record this, <laughs> if I shut my door, he will just like, he's huge. Like, um, yeah. he's the me of cats. Um, he's like Aww. 20 pounds or something like that. He's ridiculous. We literally got him because like the people at the shelter were like, oh yeah, your other cat is way too active. Well, this one will be so big and so, you know, powerful that it'll be able to just sit on him and it'll keep him. <laughs> I might have told this story on this podcast before. I love but- this. <laughs> We got him, but then of course he turns out that he's like a fucking massive, massive coward. So he's just like constantly getting bullied by this slightly smaller cat over and over again. Um, But he, if I have my door shut, it doesn't matter if he actually wants into the room or not. It's just that he wants to know that he can see me. He will just like slam on my door at in the morning all night, just like with his big stupid muffin hands. Which one is this? Which is Conti? Oh, it's Conti. Oh, Conti. Yeah, the big, like, uh, kind of uh, cinnamon swirl, oh. vanilla-colored one. And then Ramba's the orange little fucking Garfield asshole. <laughs> who is very bad. They're really cute, night. by the way. I love them, but at yeah. the same time, they are hell. <laughs> they are <laughs> demons. They are the worst yeah. animals. Um, yeah. And I don't know what to do about them, but, you know, I'm stuck with them. Uh, but yeah, so I, long story short on that, I skipped out swimming last, uh, at the very end of last week, because I just had no fucking, uh, energy, but it seems like they may be finally calmed down, so I might do an extra one tomorrow morning to round things out. Nice! Um, That's exciting! Yeah! Uh, I need something to counterbalance my lifestyle of eating this fucking turkey and American Lunchable that I have on my desk right now. Mm-hmm. Lunchable! What's the, what's the dessert? Fair. Uh, this is, is it a single golden Oreo, mm, or mm-hmm. like what do we? What do you got? We've got what I'm. Uh, what I'm reading here are two double stuff Oreo cookies. That's good. Oh, That's all right. Good. I okay. always specifically go for the Oreo. I do not particularly love the like weird sort of like golden ones. Which are those Oreos? Are those Oreo? They branded? are Oreos. They are Oreo brand Oreos. And uh, <laughs> I uh, let me tell y'all, the only the, well, no, okay, all Oreos are good. Okay? Mm-hmm. Listen, listen. I know this, you know this, all Oreos. <laughs> but the best Oreo that was ever made was the Heads or Tails Oreo, which one side was the chocolate cookie, and then it was double stuff, and then the other side was the golden Oreo cookie. Oh. And they stopped oh. making those because Nabisco, whoever the fuck owns uh, Oreos now, I bet it's hates Oreo. me. Um, so they don't make them anymore. Uh, anyway, there's also a thing called Mega Stuff now, which is two double stuffs. That's oh too my much. god! It's too much yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. The stuff is the best part, though. The stuff, stuff is the best part. I'm not gonna lie. Vegan. Uh, it is Nabisco, uh, Nikki. You were right about yeah. that one. That's not surprising, I guess. Uh, I was a I'm, a I'm a Chips Ahoy, Chip Chip Ahoy, Chips Ahoy. Mm, another fine Nabisco product. Probably, yeah. On it, technically, it's, and I bet it's all owned by Nestle, actually, because that's where everything <laughs> comes down to. Uh, I was always, yeah, growing up, I was a chip, Chips Ahoy thing. My brother was the Oreo. When you are brothers, I don't know if either of you are only childs, only children. That's no, I have a sister. No, only childs is, is, is correct. All right. <laughs> we have two only childs. No, wait, sorry. One only childs. No, no. No, that's not true at all. eight I'm, years younger than me. That's right. Like, yeah. she's our fucking teen correspondent. Yeah, she's I a teen oh, correspondent. Oh, yeah, teen correspondent. 
So I don't know. Maybe maybe Danielle, this happened to you. But uh, I am very at this like very much of the same age as my younger brother. Uh, yeah, we're like only my sister and I are only two years apart, almost to the day. So yeah, okay, pretty yeah. close. So like when growing up, like our parents were always like very much like focused on like well. We got them two different toys once when they were four years old, and they got mad because one got the better one, because we don't know which <laughs> one's the cool SWAT cat and which one is the not cool SWAT cat. The answer <laughs> is they're both cool, but it's fine. We were children. Yep. We didn't know any better. Um, <laughs> so growing up, we, we just always constantly got the same things as each other on Christmas and birthdays and stuff like that, because our parents were afraid of like one of us getting the bad one. And that, We that did a lot away. of that. Yep, we did a lot mm. of that growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So what we would eventually, you know, d- discover is, like, in order to differentiate ourselves, we developed different tastes of, like, things where it was, like, very low investment for our parents to get us, which would be, like, oh, I want the, the Chips Ahoy in my sack lunch for elementary school. You want the Oreos. And that yeah. was kind of the divide for years. And now uh, I'm no longer a child and I've put away childish things. I now know <laughs> that um, both are good. Both are yeah. both were quality, quality cookies it's correct yeah yeah that's my story that's nothing to do with what i did last week because there's nothing interesting else to talk but about. i feel like there's you know lunchables are a whole ass thing and i i admitted this right before the podcast but i've never had a lunchable oh yeah 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 i've never eaten one so far in my life and uh, the ufc basically has uh an official lunchable which is very Ooh. fucking funny to me what? it's called p3 protein pack p3 and it's like meat nuts and cheese but it's like an adult lunchable but they have their like badass fucking fighters like Uh, hanging out doing fighter things and eating like these adult lunchables (laughs) and it's like truly hilarious to me they're like the more interesting protein source and it's very like 90s marketing but it's like very recent i think it's like Maybe yeah, possibly are... back to 2018, but like it's a recent thing. Yeah, these seen... are just Lunchables from the Lunchable brand. Yeah. <laughs> well, Good, also, even better. <laughs> I'm on the protein, protein, protein.com, which is their official website. Oh, that's a, a very good URL. <laughs> yeah, it's t- truly the Batman, Batman, Batman of our generation. Um, but um, uh, yeah, uh, the copyright here at the bottom just says um, 2019. So, like, I think these so, are very recent. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, Cowboy Cerrone, who's, like, a, a very beloved fighter who's actually fighting this Saturday. He's fighting uh, uh, extreme piece of shit Conor McGregor. Uh, but, ooh. like, he's one of their main, you know, sponsors. It's like, so this he, this dude is, like, from the West. He likes to wear cowboy hats. His, like, fighting name is Cowboy. He's, like, a beloved, you know, he's not, like, the best fighter, but he's, like, a good fighter that people really like. And it's him, like, wearing his fucking cowboy hat, being all Wild West and eating his adult Lunchable. It's incredible. Very uh, good. I, I do I do take a little bit of umbrage with you calling these, repeatedly calling these adult Lunchables. These are just Lunchables. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even have the modifier. You're right. You're right. I mean, I guess one of these does have uh, almonds. Uh, that's not something you would find typically in a Lunchable. Nikki? It's... No. <laughs> right? No. Some, like dried blueberries? All right. Yeah, so and okay. they're yogurt covered, too. This is fucked up. Oh, I'm not Just a... eat a Lunchable. Just eat a Lunchable. It's Just like... Eat a Lunchable. Do you guys remember those, those like, fucking, like, these are TV dinners, but for dudes who fuck. Oh, the fucking... Hungry Man. <laughs> Hungry Man? Is that what those yeah. are? No. Hungry Man! No, I'm thinking of Devour. Remember Devour? Oh, oh God. Devour! 
Devour yeah. meals. Uh, frozen meals. Frozen dinners. Devour! Where it's like all the... T- Danielle, do you know these? I've heard of Devour. Okay. Because they, they had these commercials where it was like a guy who looked like um, Kevin James from the King of Queens would like spank his food with a fork. And like they would make like weird <laughs> sexual oh noises. And he like his boss would walk in and say, did you just spank your TV dinner or whatever? And he said yes. And he's like, nice. Because it was like they, they were playing up that these are like sexy... And it's sexy men. frozen meals. All food well, should be mouthwatering. Period. And that's story. how that works. In each devour meal, we dial up the taste, max out the flavor, turn up the texture, tender meats, creamy sauces, crispy crusts, and gooey cheeses. Always ridiculously good. We put big flavor first because it takes real taste to fulfill real craving. Never just eat. Devour. never just eat (laughs) um every single product we've talked about for the last seven minutes has been a a craft product but oh i believe that (laughs) yeah there are three companies in the world there is facebook there is apple and there is craft foods (laughs) Uh, oh sorry disney also owns everything oh yeah they own the the other stuff sorry 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 gonna just send y'all a jpeg oh good that's all just and now it's time for nikki's uh second segment of the week Um, (laughs) what nikki do you want to describe this it is so y'all know sandwiches it's one of those um (laughs) it's one of those and behind it in very large block text it says rated m for meaty but the sandwich is obscuring some of the letters so it is it is just rated m per, or quotation mark r meaty <laughs> which is very funny hey you know what i eat that sandwich though yeah that's, that's all it's fine. what it is it looks all right meat. i it's probably a philly cheesesteak of some sort it looks like it yeah. it seems like a bastardized version of that it's like a Philly cheesesteak melt. It looks of? like toast, though, like a Texas toast, it does, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so so the folks over at Kraft have developed radical technology where they put a piece of aluminum foil, or it's not like literal aluminum foil, but it's aluminum foil like. They put it on the <laughs> lid of the box, and you the sandwich comes in two halves, and then you put each piece of bread on the metal surface that goes into the microwave, and it quote unquote toasts the bread. Um, I used to eat a lot of lean cuisines as a child. Wow. Did you know that those things don't have enough calories to sustain your body? Which and I used to like lean cuisines. There's not cuisine. enough calories to like exist. And I would constantly pass out in high school because uh, uh, I would be like, ah, oh, I'm going to eat this lean cuisine. And then like sixth period would come around and I'd pass out because I didn't have enough food that day. Oh, no. So, so Nikki, this is a thing I've talked to Merritt about before, yeah. which is that sometimes Merritt will say things and I, as the naive, trusting, wide-eyed individual that I am, just believe uh-huh. her without like uh-huh. really questioning it because she's very good at selling things as real, <laughs> even though they are fake as fuck. Right, 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 right. I do need you to give me a handicap here. Merritt's not here. It's fine. Right. It's okay. Now, this, this is... is real. Okay. This is a real thing that happened to me. Where I would, like, just eat lean cuisines for lunch, um, because the lunches that they had at school were expensive most days. Yeah, So I would, like, get, you know what you can get a bunch of for, like, $8 lean cuisines. 
So I would like get a bunch of those and then I would be like, oh, hell yeah, I've got lunch. And then I would take it to, to school and then I would eat them and I would be like, well, I'm not satisfied or full at all. And then <laughs> English would come around and I'd pass out and I would miss like the, t- the conversation about the invisible man or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon, the hollow man. Yeah, Kevin. Yes, yeah, the hollow yeah. man. The the noted AP literature staple, <laughs> Kevin Bacon's hollow man. <laughs> oh God. Um. It, yeah. Okay. So I'm seeing uh, that lean cuisine calories range from as few as 150 uh, to up to 430. But I'm assuming you you were in the more 150 range. Yes, and correct. if that's all you were eating as a growing, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, mm-hmm. teen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is absolutely not enough. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. not enough, not enough, not enough. That's the uh, age where fluids are being used up too quickly uh, for your body to sustain yourself. Yeah, things are you know your your cha- your body is changing and it's gross and it's horrible and you need you need that nasty nasty food in your body. You need way <laughs> more of it. Is lean cuisine a craft product? Just gonna scroll down oh, my bottom list website. Ooh, no, lean cuisine a Nestle product. Oh, it's another oh! company. It's yeah, the, yeah. It's a boy. I've I've got a let me see. I've got a bottle of Smart Water here next to me. Let's see. That's who a owns Coke this. product. It is a Coke product. Oh it? yeah. Where's it? Yeah. Say? I see. Sip I and scan. So. Open drinksmartwater.com on phone. Scan icon. Enjoy more. Smart water owner. It's a Coca-Cola company product. Mm. Boy, this is the most fucking ad-heavy um, 20 minutes of a podcast we've ever done yes. for nobody. Any, any of the companies we've... So any, and by any, we mean any of the two companies we've talked about <laughs> for the last 25 minutes. Please sponsor us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Can I read to you? For I feel left out, so I'm going to read to you from the Zing Vitality Bar that I just ate. Okay, uh, yes. yes. Feast your eyes and your taste buds on Zing Vitality Bar, the only bar created by actual nutritionists. We've oh. added all the good stuff like protein, fiber, good carbs, quote-unquote, good fats, quote-unquote, and loads of deliciousness but left out the gluten, soy, additives, and junk that zap your zing. Ah, A bar with so much (laughs) stop you in your tracks, chocolate and coconut goodness, it's mesmerized zing! Zing is in all This is a fucking Simpsons commercial. This is a fake thing. (laughs) Are Vitality bars just, are these just protein bars that they just refuse to call protein bars? Yes, 100%. That's what this is. Is Y'all know the RX bars? Yes. Oh, I've eaten so many of those. Okay. They say there's no bullshit in them. There's bullshit in them. There's bullshit in them. But <laughs> here's what I didn't up. realize. In my, my partner Katie pointed this out to me like last week, and it blew both of our fucking minds. Did you know that all of them have the same ingredients on the front of yes. them? Yes. yes. I yes. thought yes. each yes. flavor yes. had yes. a different yes. set of yes. ingredients yes. on the front of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because yes. 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 <laughs> Because you would think that if you've, like, gone the, the lengths to, like, outline specifically how many egg whites are in the chocolate one and how many egg whites are in the blueberry one, that they'd be different. No, 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 no. It's the same number of egg whites, almonds, cashews, dates, and non-bullshit. Yes, this is this is a straight-up, like, Pikachu has black on the tip of its tail or it doesn't situation. Where it's a Berenstein, Berenstein yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, it's like you fun. saw it. And, like, the style was just different enough that your brain... It's, like, how you you don't actually read words. Like, you don't read the letters of words. You actually just, like, at a certain point in English anyway, you just see the word and, like, oh, yeah. my brain knows that that's that. that um, yeah, that but, says zing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is! <laughs> oh, I, 
okay, this is circling back to something from a little minute ago. I have a question about gluten. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. What you is two, it? As as uh, people who live in cities, uh, city folk might understand. <laughs> um, it's a new Animal Crossing game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't tell if gluten like gluten free is like an msg type thing where it's like people claim it's actually bad for a bunch of people or if it's because i know it's bad for some people i know some people literally have a gluten allergy but it's not like a thing where it's but that's like a thing that also gets has been co-opted as marketing for meaning gluten free is healthy right like that's not a real thing that's correct yeah something like one percent of people legitimately have celiac disease or, like, it's not a non-zero number. There is a mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. significant amount of people who genuinely do have gluten intolerance or full-blown celiac disease or, or something that is, like is wheat happening in their bodies. Right. Exactly. Right. That is 100% legitimate, and it is more people than it used to be. That is a, also a real thing. Okay. However, gluten-free does not mean something is healthy. <laughs> right. Yeah. But people super, super try to say that it is, right? Yes. That's a thing, too? Okay. <laughs> Okay, and, I it, to make and sure. all it is, it's it's just like a it's just a protein that is like yeah. generated inside yeah. of uh, wheat, like wheat and and wheat like substances. Hmm. Um, okay. But yeah, it's like yeah, it makes bad pizza crust. Like gluten free pizza oh. crust is bad. Oh, okay, that's my take. I don't and, know how uh, to gluten and carb stuff, not the same thing. Also a yeah. common, not common misconception, but like a place where people kind of go to for this sort of stuff. Like just because something is gluten-free does not mean it's low carb. So I'm, right. a, I'm a weirdo. I am both a vegetarian. A I am I'm a freak. Here? I'm a weirdo. Uh, I don't belong here. Uh, so I am both a vegetarian and lower carb person. I'm not low mm-hmm. carb. I'm not keto. I'm not all the way any of those things, but like lower carb. And that was like a... A whole thing when I actually started looking at the carbs I was eating. It's like there's no. a whole lot of is carbs that, in a yeah, lot of vegetarian foods. Oh yeah, I bet. I bet. Because <laughs> it's like bread, right? That's like one of the that's one of the three things you're allowed to eat at that point. You got the Wait, bread, water? Is that what you just water. said? <laughs> Wa- yes, yeah. water has a lot of carbs. We all know about this. That's why we need to get back to raw water. Yes. Where they yes, don't add water. carbs. Remember raw water? H two O, H two flow. What's the, uh, if there's a new water brand, I don't know, maybe this is something you guys have heard of too, uh, is it like Project Water? Is that a thing now? That's a thing, right? Huh, Project Water. Is it coming in a box? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, there, there were water boxes. Water tastes better from a box. That was a whole thing. Which is, which means nothing. It means nothing. The Water Project, this doesn't look like anything. I, so, okay, this is gonna dip into a little weird story about, like, this is gonna lead into something else, but. Okay. To start, it is, I've recently started going to a new coffee shop that is farther away than the coffee shop that I live, like, literally right on the corner of. <laughs> sure. Um, it's the exact same brand of coffee shop, <laughs> but, I, but instead of walking across the street, I drive six blocks to go there now. Yeah. Um, and they have a thing, and it's like, I, you, where, you know, I stand in line and I wait, and they always have that thing where it's like, oh, here's a bunch of, like, nasty old bagels that have been here for seven days, because you're here yeah. every morning, so you know mm. that it's the same bagel. That's the same <laughs> pattern of Asiago you've seen on that bagel every morning. <laughs> um, 
And next to it, I see a thing that, like, says Project Water, but I have never leaned far enough to the right to see if, like, the bottles themselves say Project Water on them. So I've always Mm -hmm. just assumed Project Water was a brand name of a new water thing, and it was like, ah, yes, this is our, like, high-performance water. It's Project Water. We're going to build this water like Dr. Dre and Eminem built 50 Cent in that lab, in that music video for Indie Club. Right, 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 right. Uh, It sounds like a charity. But I can't mm-hmm. necessarily see a thing that just says Project Water. Project Water is a student-run initiative that brings clean water and education oh. to underdeveloped villages through fundraisers and service projects that impact something, something, something mm-hmm. on this Squarespace-ass website. Is this the Water Project? I don't. This that? is, that's not what it says oh, at the Caribou different. Coffee I go to, at Hornbacher's that I go to. Because the Water Project is real. Okay. It's a, it's an actual nonprofit. I'm going to, uh, next time I go, sometime between now and next Tuesday, I'm going to lean 45 degrees more to the right and mm-hmm. look okay. and see what these bottles of water say. And I'll Oh, God, Nikki, I found the website you found. Oh, yeah. oh this Fucking is Squarespace. Squarespace <laughs> I love, here's my favorite thing. This is, this is probably not cool or interesting to anyone. But if you have a feeling deep in your bones, if you've listened to any podcast that is advertised for Squarespace, um, and you know what a Squarespace page looks like, if you feel deep in your bones that a website is a Squarespace page and you want to check, just press escape uh, <laughs> while you're on the website and it will take you to the login page for Squarespace.com. Oh, it did it! It did the thing! Wow. <laughs> it's oh my, my God. favorite thing. That's like bad OPSEC, baby. That's yeah. like not good. And, and, and it's a switch you can turn off. It's 100% mm. a switch you can turn off, but it's default on. Right, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I'm learning anyway, so video much games, today. Huh? Yeah, video games are good. Um, well, there's none of them right now, so there are no. none. Which <laughs> <laughs> only 45 minutes into this podcast uh, are we finally getting around to the what we've been doing? We we started this a little bit last week. If you guys don't mind, if you get if we're if you think we've uh, gotten past the like check in stage, I'm oh, going yeah. to move on. Okay. I think yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um. Yeah, so like we did last week. Last week we did a kind of a... What's the opposite of a retrospective where you look forward? Prospective? Future future perspective. (laughs) Future perspective. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we looked forward at the year in games and went over basically most of the things that seem like they're the biggest releases of the year that have been announced so far, which has already changed because a bunch of stuff got delayed this week. (laughs) Yeah, that was also... That was only a week ago. Uh Uh-huh. I know. How is that possible? Yeah, uh-huh. It feels, it straight up feels like fucking months ago. I'm not yeah. even kidding. Like, yeah. it, it, I can't even remember. This morning feels like I got up, like, last Friday. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, so to kind of, like, make up for the lack of new releases and stuff like that, and because we never really focus that much on news anyway, we have many fact. I was going to say magnificent, but that's not a that's word not- I want to say. That's not uh, that's nothing. Um, magnificent. I was gonna. Say, I was trying to say fantastic and magnificent at the same time. It's a you know, thing. it's a cool brandy portmanteau. That you I don't made. hate it. You know, uh-huh. I don't hate um, it. You know, it. Uh, that's what they call. That's mm, no. I'm not even gonna go there. I was going to say that we have many magnificent uh, <laughs> news writers and <laughs> to cover our news for us and you can go to the website to go read those articles they're very funny and very good uh, so instead we've been kind of focusing more, we're going to be focusing more on like kind of like preset topics of the week after we get through our bullshit um, and the topic that we kind of like settled on for this week was that we wanted to talk about what you do play 
during these winter months, during the summer months as well, but I feel like it's less a summer thing these days, and it's more of a post-Christmas thing now, where there is nothing coming out for new releases. There's not really even any new movies, because we haven't really reached the summer blockbuster stage. All the Oscar movies came out two months ago, uh, so there's not really a lot to do, um, and not a lot to talk about on this podcast. So, like, you know, what do you guys tend to do, and, and me as well, we'll get to me, but um, what do you guys tend to do during these parts of the year? So, for me... Because I've been covering games for, uh, you know, quite a few years at this point. Uh, this has always been, like, January, February are always, like, remasters, remakes season. Mm-hmm. So I almost even am in that mode, even if there aren't a lot of remakes and remasters coming out. I don't know why, but this is like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to play a Resident Evil game right now because of uh, at least a few years that has been kind of either when a new resident evil has come out or a remake or a remaster obviously last year we got the you know really beautiful very well done complete remake excuse me of of resident evil 2 i remember a few years ago when i actually first started at uh zam which is fanned by its predecessor site one of the first games i reviewed was actually a a remaster of resident evil zero so it's almost like Mm. A lot of remakes are always coming out, a lot of sort of like, oh, this older game, you might not have really gotten a chance to play it that first time, and now it's a lot prettier, and now it plays on your hardware, and it's just sort of the mode I'm in right now for for this type of thing. Uh, and lately, I have been watching my partner play two games that, uh, they're not that old, they're not remakes, they're not remasters, but they have been fun to kind of revisit, and so my partner Vicky has been playing Prey for the first time. I wrote a tiny piece about it and how kind of amazing and magical it is to watch somebody you love, like, play something you love, uh, even though it's a little terrifying, (laughs) because it's also like, oh, I have a lot of investment in this. Like, this isn't just something I like, this is something I never shut the fuck up about, so it's like, (laughs) you know, one of those, like, oh, I, I... you know, I hope they like it. You know, there's no pressure. They don't have to like it, but it'd be cool. Uh, and they're also actually currently revisiting Breath of the Wild. So, like, two of oh. 2017's best games they have been sort of playing and I've been kind of watching over their shoulder, kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was pretty great. Those are good video games. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty <laughs> fucking great games, yeah. <laughs> does that does that do anything to, like, kind of make you... Because I sometimes get into... I, I come to video games at waves sometimes, and I think mm. that this is most... Like virulent during this time of year when there's not a oh. lot of stuff to just hang my hat on. Nikki, yeah. are you alive? <laughs> Nikki, <laughs> are you I'm okay? alive. Sorry, I knocked the thing over. It's okay. okay, I'll be back. <laughs> just making sure. Just wanted to be safe. Um, <laughs> I kind of uh, contend to get into wave uh, like video games in waves, and sometimes I feel like I'm burning out on a game, and then like the very next day, I was just like, "Well, time to put 16 hours into a Shin Megami Tensei PlayStation 2 game from 2004." <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and I feel like that happens to be a lot uh, around this time of year. And I'm wondering if, like, seeing your partner play a bunch of games that mean a lot to you kind of, like, puts you back in the mode of, like, oh, shit, I would love to just play a video game right now. 100%. I even, like, uh, I, I realized I never beat Moon Crash. Uh, I never finished, like, the full... Uh, there's, like, an objective in Moon Crash. It, Moon Crash is its own thing. It's not really, you know, the same as, like, a, a single... Not single player, but, like, story-based content. It is kind of a roguelike. But there is an objective to beat that game in one session, you know, without dying with all of the characters. And I never actually did that. So I, I put in a couple hours the other day. I was just like, I love Prey, I love Prey, I love Prey. And just uh, put a little more <laughs> I, time into it. <laughs> uh, just just to clarify for listeners, Prey, uh, Moon Crash being the uh, standalone expansion to Prey itself. Uh, the, yes. the most recent Prey. Yes. Uh, it's 
God, it's from 2018 now at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. from uh, almost two years ago. But yeah, it's it's a, a roguelike version of a giant uh, sort of immersive sim playground sandbox right. style game. It's it's incredible. And it's also really hard. And it is kicking my butt again. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I put so much time into this game. And it's still hard, so it's well, Mooncrash is interesting in that way, too, because, like, I think one of my biggest problems with Prey is that that game kind of, at least in, to my eyes, um, starts to come off the rails a little bit towards the end of the game, just by virtue of, I think they kind of run out of ideas for what they want you to actually, like, what constitutes a challenge later on in that game, because you, at the end of Prey, depending on how you play, you are just a god by the yep. end. It's like you're turning <laughs> into weird fucking teacups to fling yourself through a chain link fence so you can morph <sighs> into an explosion and blow up a big zombie um and moon crash is interesting was always interesting to me because it like puts artificial limits on what your character can and can't do by virtue of like which class you're playing yep Um, uh and it and it completely you have different story objectives each character has some story objectives you don't have Mm -hmm. to play it like this but it is like that's how you're gonna unlock more characters is by doing their story objectives so it it kind of splits the difference in a really interesting way between like a pure kind of sandboxy roguelike fully you know kind of a randomized experience and something that is a little bit more scripted or a little bit more with story content and and certain things to find for different people right yeah no i i like uh moon crash quite a bit um what also never beat it i should eventually get back around to that it's real hard that's what i'm that's what i'm (laughs) realizing again i'm like Oh, right. This is actually super hard. <laughs> uh, what else? Did you, uh, is the, that the only thing that you've been uh, checking out? Or has the Breath of the Wild uh, replay got you interested in Zelda again or anything? Oh, I mean, it does. But I'm also interested in Zelda again because of AGDQ. <laughs> oh, uh, right. Yes. <laughs> well, speaking of replaying old games. Yeah. You know them like the back of your hand. Exactly. Uh, it was it was amazing. I love AGDQ. I'll be super brief on it because I know uh, it's you know not necessarily just winter games, but it is something I look forward to also in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been some amazing runs. I'll just mention a couple. Uh, obviously, it was last week. It's not like there have been. They there were some. It's it's done now. But you can always watch the vods. I've actually been going back and watching through a few. There was a really sure. cool Super Mario sixty four randomizer race, and that's the first time I've ever seen that game as a randomized game so the stars are in different places there's other you can spawn huh. in different places it's pretty wild and pretty funny so there 64? is a uh yeah so it's n64 but i think it's like a, a some sort of rom hack or something right I, I just don't know if i've ever seen a randomizer game in like a, a 3d game i've seen it for like zelda for link to the past is one i see a lot and i think metroid as well but i don't know if yeah. i've ever seen it in such like a complex sort of space like that that seems like it would be way harder to do I think there's actually a Wind Waker and an Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. and uh, a Majora's Mask randomizer oh. at this point, which is really cool. I watch a lot of this stuff. I just watch a lot of speedruns. I just enjoy watching people do this. I find that it really it shows you so much about the construction and design of games. Like To see them broken down in such a fashion is just so much fun for me. I'm just like, oh my god, these things are miracles held together by duct tape. And that's not a bad thing in the slightest. That's not like a knock against them. It's like it's more like, oh my god, that's incredible. To see where the seam is is actually incredible to me. Um, uh, there was also a really cool Mummy Demastered run that oh, actually cool. had the game director on the couch austin oh. ivan smith talking about like oh man this part was a little too hard so we had to tweak this so he was like going through the game just sort of like giving all these tips about how he had made the game which was 
so fucking cool. And yeah, there were two Zelda runs that were amazing. One was uh, Link is Seven. He's a, a famous kind of Wind Waker speedrunner. And he did this trick that involved, like, he had to swing the sword in a particular place, something like 47 times, and that set up all this wild shit that had to do with the memory and how things load that allowed him to do, like, an any percent in, like, an hour and change of Wind Waker. Wow. Uh, and then, of course, I, I wrote a tiny bit about this today, but there was an Ocarina of Time speedrun that was called 100% No Source Requirement, which, so normally in a 100% speedrun, you have to get every item in a game, basically, and especially for Ocarina of Time. You have to get right. all the stuff, right? And there are 200% categories in Ocarina of Time because they have found glitches in this game that break the game so completely that... <laughs> There's basically a super glitched out version and then the regular 100%. This was a super glitched out version. Uh, and they showed a glitch showcase at the end of this game that blew my mind all the way, like, into little pieces all the way to Mars. They basically <laughs> are able to manipulate the code in the game using controller inputs. Like, using, you know, I think they, they do use, like, ROM hacks and they use emulators to, like, figure this shit out. But then they're able to actually reproduce it on an N64, which is incredible to me. So using, like, Scarecrow's song and this number of weird inputs and a number of weird things, they were able to make Link be able to spawn infinite rainbow disco puppies. Just, like, puppies! <laughs> they just made little doggies! I, I mean, that's the thing! It's just... It's not. This was witchcraft. This was a spell that they cast. Like it's huh. so cool to me. It's so interesting to me that like they understand the code of this game on that level through just using inputs. You know, like they're not they're not sitting there in engine with the game <laughs> from 1998, right? Like right. they're able to figure this stuff out just because this game has been run so much that they're this familiar with like the structure of the game. So cool shit <laughs> it's cool and i like that like i mean you say it's not really much of a winter thing but i mean they literally structure this around like they have one in the winter the two big ones they have yes. uh, one in the winter and one in the summer literally called summer games done yeah, and i yep. think like watching games is like to me become an increasingly just fascinating way that people interact with games period and i think that this is a good time of year for it i ended up personally just i'll make this very quick but i personally went back and watched um a playthrough giant bombs playthrough of uh yakuza zero one oh of my nice favorite games yeah of all time. <clears throat> yeah uh and just got to re-experience that game all over again and like it's it's so fun to see like the joy on people's faces as they discover like heat actions and like character development in those games because those games are so good but uh yeah so that was a very fun thing for me to do um my former partner was also very into like a markiplier and stuff like that they didn't necessarily buy a ton of games but loved watching people play those things nice yeah, it can be a very, very cool kind of way to experience that stuff. I love playing. I also personally, more even more than I love um, watching games. Sometimes I love playing games for an audience. I love, be yeah. I love being, being the hands on the controller for somebody who doesn't want to play a game but wants to experience the story of it. Yeah, uh, I did this recently with uh, AI: The Somnium Files, which is a game that I talked about very briefly a couple of weeks ago. Or God, nope, probably more like <laughs> two, three months ago. <laughs> it's like think of in it. October. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which is like a kind of a visual novel type thing. So it's like, you know, it doesn't really matter whose hands are on the controller to any great extent that, you know, uh, you basically, as long as the person who is in charge is like willing to click on everything in that game and like try out everything and like hear every little bit of dialogue because that game's just full of stuff to talk about or to, for, for characters to talk about if you click on it, like you'll click on a table and or a, a lamp post or whatever and characters always have some pithy thing to say about it. Uh, that can be super fun. Uh, Nikki, 
Yes, hello. Uh, I see you've got a couple of things here in the notes as well. It seems like you also watched yeah. the AGDQ. Do you want to start with that and we can move on to what you've been playing too? Sure. Um, the, uh, I watched a very good Super Monkey Ball uh, uh, speedrun, which always is fun. Um, but they are like... It, it the And that game doesn't even get broken, <laughs> really. It's just like a manipulation of the way that the polygons are created um, that allow the runner to like pop the pop themselves up and like just skip half of the map, um, which is really cool. Hmm. Uh, it's it's only novel because I remember struggling with Monkey Ball to the point where I was like, ah, this game actually sucks. This was me at like nine. Like, this game was actually bad. Uh, and there's like anyone who plays it actually doesn't understand how video games should work. Um, but it's super interesting to watch that game um, play through. And then Tomato Angus, uh, another runner who plays Fallout, did all four or five. Four. Did all oh, four shit. mainline Fallouts uh, in a row. Um, so beat Fallout 1 and 2 in the span of like 35 minutes. And yeah, you can, you can did, like, in that first game, you could just walk to the final boss and yeah, know where he is. Yeah, did three New Vegas. I guess, so I guess it's five. Three New Vegas and four. Um, it was just, just a super cool run. I, it is so, watching the Bethesda engine get just kind of chopped and screwed is just so fun <laughs> to me. Um, yeah. The ease at which a cone can be used to just clip through maps <laughs> is just so so entertaining. What do you mean um, by sorry? What do you, can you elaborate on that a little? Oh bit? Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. so basically, it's you can do it in basically every uh, every game that is based on the that is like in the three D um, Bethesda engine that it's used in like Skyrim and New Vegas and Fallout Four, uh, Fallout Three. Um, you can oblivion as well. If you pick up an object and put that object directly underneath you, the game gets confused and tries to like, it moves your player character up. And in most cases, if you like, especially if you walk into a doorway, those doorways don't actually have collision above them. Mm. So you can use those items to phase through objects. So you can phase through uh, like doorways to just skip into other parts of the building, or like clip <laughs> out of the map and then like walk on invisible geometry to jump back into a part of the map that is just like that is only exit because of the way that the, the that actual level was built because um, of how fucking busted every Bethesda game ever made is <laughs> exactly. Um, there's also ways in New Vegas, especially there are there are running tactics where like. In order to get movement speed, you have to jump off of a very high cliff and then throw a grenade at your own feet. And you have to, like, time the quick save and quick load just enough or just well enough that, like, you break your legs when you hit the ground because that gives you a movement penalty. But the explosion accelerates your movement and the game gets confused and can't actually map that map either of those um, modifiers onto your movement speed correctly. So it just actually results in you going like two to three times faster. <laughs> uh, so you just are like sprinting uh, faster than you could ever sprint uh, normally in the game, but your legs are broken. Um, <laughs> but it's super it. like it's it's a really it's a really good run. The the runner's really funny. At one point, uh, they pull out like a visual aid to explain like how they are using how they are manipulating some of the terrain to move from space to space. Uh, in a way that is like, oh, this is actually legitimately useful. Um, right. It's a, it's just a really good run. 
That's so amazing. God, yeah. I, I seriously love this shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like two and a half hours long, I think. Oh, wow. It's still pretty... Oh, but that's the full thing, though. That's right. Yeah, it's all five, yeah, it's all five games. Okay, okay. Fallout 4 is the longest because it is the most intricate in the way that that game... Because of the number of ways if you play Fallout 4, you know that like, there's so many ways that you can get to the end game for that game. Right. Um, and you have to talk to... like the, the ways that the factions like intertwine um, means that like quests have to get started in order for the final quest to actually make progress. Uh, so they were basically like clipping into rooms to get items from people who like shouldn't really have an item, but if you kill them at a very specific part of the game, they will get the item and then the game is like, oh, you have this item, therefore here's this very late huh. game quest. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's super cool. I, amazing. <laughs> I, I don't know why it is necessarily. I've never really had the patience to watch a speed run necessarily. Like, I find hearing about this stuff extremely fascinating. I think uh, I honestly, like, you know, you talking about uh, grappling makes me think kind of similarly, Danielle, where I'm like, man, I love hearing people talk about football and basketball and stuff like that and the drama that goes into it. Boy, I don't ever want to watch a game of football or <laughs> basketball. <laughs> But yeah, like, that's, that's fair. <laughs> you know, like I, like I said, like I don't know. I, I think I just get different things out of games sometimes, and I, like I, f I find the, the the people who come up with this stuff like more interesting than the things that they necessarily come up with. So, if that makes sense, um, yeah, I, so I think that's fair. And there are absolutely like even HZQ, which is an event I genuinely love. Like there are still hit or miss kinds of oh, things for me sure. like there are people who are just more entertaining than others right and and, and that's okay like some people's skill set is being a great broadcaster and some people's skill set is being a great player and it's not always one in the same right and, <laughs> and sometimes their skill set is saying incredibly misogynist things on twitter and nobody catches it yeah. before they put them on a stream in front oh, of uh, thousands yep. of people for some reason it's happened uh, a few times in uh mm. the event's history that's certainly true that is certainly true yeah uh that was a bit of a bummer just Boy, vet your shit, JGDQ, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that was a, if, if we want to explain that one a tiny bit, there was a runner who, it was, it was one of the uh, JRPGs. It was like one of the long Final Fantasy games, mm. I want to say. Who, Final uh, Fantasy VIII, maybe, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think it was familiar. Final Fantasy VIII, uh, who, who sort of retroactively got uh, taken out of the event, but only after his run. Uh, yeah. for, for like saying some like future events. fucked up shit yeah banned for future events exactly so it was like a oh that one didn't come in on time huh uh kind of issue there mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. yeah oh sorry i'm eating a lunchable so <laughs> Wait, are you having a p3 <laughs> i'm having a p3 i found one um i've got my protein my protein and get this my protein that's that's great I'm really p -p -p? Um, I also have been playing a video, I have been playing a video game, uh, over the course of the last couple of days. Have you heard of Grand Theft Auto V? Whoa! So, okay, so they, they made, made a couple of, they made a fifth Grand Theft Auto. Mm. Um, there was the fourth <laughs> one, you can't buy that anymore because Games of Windows Live, uh, Games of Windows, uh, is broken, you can't buy GTA 4 anymore. Uh, but the fifth one's still on the market. They added that to Game Pass a couple of weeks ago. Or at least I think it was a couple of weeks ago. It could have been yesterday. No one really knows. <laughs> There's um, no way to tell. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So that's in there. And I've just kind of been playing that with my friend Christian. 
Um, because again, there's nothing out, so we're just like looking for stuff to fuck around with. Right. Man, that game sucks. It's just like it's <laughs> absolutely inscrutable. You log in, you like start that game, and to be fair, I have not played it for maybe three years. It's like two and a half, three years, and legitimately the first. Like, okay, first of all, it takes 10 minutes. This is not an exaggeration. To get into a private game, you have to load into the story mode, which takes five minutes. Uh-huh. And then you have to load out of the story mode. And then oh. from the story mode, that's the only place where you can create a private lobby. Because if you don't do a private lobby, you just get killed by strangers. So to do a private lobby, you have to load into the story mode, then load out of the story mode and into a private lobby. And that takes another five minutes. Oh, boy. Um, so, like, but between, like, you pressing A to, like, get the game started and, like, actually you running around in the world, like, a significant amount of time has passed. You could do, like, two Rocket League matches in that time. Boy. Which is a bummer. And, wait, and this is on Xbox, you're saying? This is on the Xbox One, yeah. So it could, it could potentially be Yeah, I'm sure PC. it's better on the PC. Okay. Um, but, like, it's still, it's just still wild to me. Yeah. But you, you log in and you, your phone li- just blows up. Because it's every <laughs> single bit of DLC that has come out, like every single expansion, every single person is calling you. And mm. they're like, hey, have you heard about this heist? Hey, we added a battle royale. Did you know? Hey, we added the demolition derby. Hey, if you go over here, you can rob this place. Hey, did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? And it just, they don't shut up. They don't stop right. talking to you about it. It's also, okay, so you get all of these phone calls and you're like, cool. I would like to do one of these events. The game doesn't have any system by which you can find the events because all of it looks the same on the map and there's not like a hopper or like some sort of lobby screen that is like here's the pack that the thing was added in and here's the stuff in the pack so there's no way to do that so i have actually no idea how to start any of the heist stuff because it's it refuses to surface surface itself right um they also added gambling like real, Whoa. legitimate, actual gambling with real you money. Can, with real money, you can exchange. So you can put real money in, and you can never get the real money out. Right. So which is not can, actually real gambling. Come to think of it, this yeah, is, this is a, what this is is a fucking it, money sink. Yeah, it's a money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can spend twenty five dollars to get a million dollars in the game or whatever. Go straight to the casino, and you could, in theory, win that money back on slot machines and on like poker and shit like but obviously you're not going to because it's rigged like a real casino mm-hmm. um the only entertaining bit of this is that there is a virtual a horse racing room um where you can just watch virtual horse races uh and that's only interesting because it's a weird novelty like there's so much stuff in that game right. that doesn't make any sense and it's like oh there's like a whole horse racing sim in here huh they <laughs> did make that and put that exe in this room it what's super fascinating to me about this and it, it maybe actually speaks to the like what games do you fall back on or what activities do you fall back on when there's nothing new to play this what you're describing to me sounds like anytime one of my friends tries to get back into warframe with me after mm-hmm. they have been gone for like eight months and i'm like you know and i've been checking in every couple of weeks like i do with a thing like warframe and it's just like oh yeah we just added i don't know sea of thieves style spaceship to spaceship combat where each character has their own you know it's all four real players but 
One is the gunner, one is the pilot, one is the engineer, one is the person who flies off in their jetpack and boards enemy ships, take, takes control of them, and suddenly now you've got two ships. Right. Like, that kind of stuff. Except it's Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it's yeah. not Warframe. And none of it's free, GTA. right? Yeah, like, well, all this, all that stuff is free. Okay. But, like, the economy is so broken that if you don't spend money, you're not able to do anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I like something- we logged into the game and we were like, oh, there's like, there's a flying motorcycle in the game now, right? Yes, and yeah, we yeah. Like, the, oh, the that was sewer, cool. the yeah, enforcer? instigator, enforcer, something like that. It's a cop thing, probably. Mm-hmm. I think of a cop word, and it's that's what it is. Um, like shockwave from the Transformers live action movie. Yes, yes. Uh, and y- if you wanted to buy it, I had like, th- uh, I had like. $90,000. And I was like, that seems like enough money, maybe, <laughs> to do something. No, the fucking motorcycle that flies costs $2.3 million. That's if a I lot wanted of money. to buy, it's a lot of money. If I wanted to buy a house, like, uh, the, in order to do some of the missions, you have to have, uh, like, right. um, a, like a, a, like a base of operations. Basically. Yeah, you, you need different base of operations that used to be the apartment. But now they were like, no, we need to get people to spend money again. So they've like created another set of uh, of properties that you can only use to um, like do these things out of, and those cost like five million dollars. So Ugh. you have to pay the five million dollars to like start to do the even start to do the missions that like actually make the money. Mm-hmm. It's busted. I don't know. I'm not. Gonna, it's not a fun game to play. No, also, it also, like it. also, it like is still GTA Five. So it plays so, bad. So it doesn't play. It doesn't play great. Uh, all of the words that are in it are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the like its depiction of the city of Los Angeles is insulting. Um, I'm sorry. It's, it's, you meet Los Santos. Lo, sorry, the lore. Los Santos. Los Santos. It's like it's not even. It's not satire because satire. I mean, it's just really bad satire. It it it's. It's just saying that the, mm-hmm. it's fucking South Park. Like, I mean, yeah. whatever. This game came out 800 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. But, but yes. Yeah. It's, still, it's, still, it's still that game, if you can yeah. believe it. No. Wow. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So that was Nikki's third segment. Uh-huh. Uh, the Grand Theft Auto GTA fucking check in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. So I was just kind of curious. I, it does, like, any of that, like, not maybe that game specifically because it sounds like busted, but uh, Danielle, you are at least from what I've been told by you. <laughs> <laughs> what you have told me is another way of phrasing that yeah. uh, is that you are not necessarily into these uh, what you might call live games or ongoing games, like your Monster Hunters, your Destinies, yeah. your, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's not the live. It's not the liveness of it that's mm. uh, what doesn't appeal to me. It's that. Um... I ain't gonna sneeze. Mm-hmm. Good bless you. I'm sorry. I thought I hit the mute button. That's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was the probably the politest sneeze I've ever heard in my I'm entire so life. That's fine. I, I thought I hit it and I didn't hit it hard enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's not it's not uh, that the games are live. Like if there was like a cool new mission or mission type or objective in Into the Breach, for example, like every mm. week. I would never stop playing. I already have never stopped playing it, but like that right. would be really exciting for me and really awesome for me. It's more that the types of games that I like and the reasons why I play games, I think just don't always line up with the types of games. Like 
with the type of game that Monster Hunter is, with the type of game that Destiny is, with the type of game that, uh, you know, Warframe probably has the the closest uh, thing to appeal for me, yeah. just because it, it, it looks like the movement is maybe fun, but I just don't, um, I don't really like grinding for grinding's sake. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't super enjoy that. Now, there are games that I like to play that uh, I'm not paying my full attention to, and those tend to be more driving games or racing games, like the huh. a Forza or even a, a, a Gran Turismo or even like a Formula One. But I do those while listening to, like, instruction. <laughs> like, I remember studying a lot for my EMT exams, playing a lot of, like, kind of boring Forza tracks, but, like, listening to cardiology lectures and stuff like yeah. that. I don't know why it's, like, that specific thing. I guess there's just something very calming about the rhythm of that, whereas I don't think combat uh, has that sort of appeal to me, where, like, you know, in a driving game, as long as you're kind of doing okay, and you're, you know, I'm not, like, an elite player of these types of games, right? Like, I just enjoy the feeling of being on a track going fast, right? Uh Uh, Yeah. As long as I have, like, the aids on that show me the racing line, (laughs) and I'm not completely screwing it up... It's just like a nice rhythm for my brain and my eyes and my hands to kind of be in while I'm doing something else. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm certainly not going to poo-poo it. Like other people love it. And I think that's great. Uh, it's just that these haven't tended to be the types of games that I play. And when a type of game that I do super enjoy becomes a live game, I, I'll probably be just as into it as, as anybody is. What if I told you that Forza Horizon 4 would have a mode where 100 <laughs> cars parachute onto an island <laughs> and they race each other real good until the one of them dies? I didn't play that this week. You played yeah? the Battle Royale mode? Yeah, I did, it oh. on, I did it on late lunch this week. It's actually oh. pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's called the Eliminator. Uh, and you, so you're, you're, you joke, but you do have to pick where you drop. Uh, And the game doesn't tell you that, by the way. It it gives Uh you about six seconds in the entirety of the fucking map to decide where you want to drop. You drop, and there are, like, car pickups. Um, Everyone starts in the same Mini Cooper, and then you drive underneath the car pickups. You press back, and you upgrade your car, basically. And it's basically a series of 1v1 races until there are eight people left. And then once there are eight people left, it shrinks the circle very quickly and then puts a point that's like five to six miles away from the average distance of all of those people. And then you have to race to that point. It's like a, it's a, like a, just a race to the death, basically. Oh, uh, and pretty then cool, actually. It's actually really good. Yeah. Like, it, 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 the loser flow, die. The, you do explode. <laughs> well, you don't explode, but you do die. Okay, like, it's okay. like you, you get eliminated. Um, the flow is kind of tough because, uh, there are a lot of situations where it's just not balanced well, but like that's endemic. Ugh, sorry, that's endemic to the um, to the fact that like it's a car racing game. So like some of the cars need to be better than the other cars, and like no matter no amount of balance would make that feel correct. So you have to kind of just lean into the fact that it isn't going to be balanced. Um, I mean, I played Apex Legends. A fucking uh, whatever gun is better than the other gun. You know? Sure, but it's also a situation where it's like, if if you're in that situation, you know that if you like didn't get X gun, mm-hmm. that's because you didn't have the opportunity to loot fast enough, mm-hmm. or something like that. And it's not like a representation of, uh, I don't know. It to me to me in my brain it's different because like 
it they're they're still guns. So like right. in in a in a perfect world, there's a there's a world where you did beat the person who had the triple take with your Mozambique if you were like much much better than they were. Right. But I, there's but no I, scenario in which like you and your Mini Cooper is going to beat the Lamborghini. Like you're going to lose that every single <laughs> yeah. time. Right. Regardless of how good you are in the Mini Cooper and regardless of how bad the person in the Lambo is. I, I suppose in like Apex Legends you're not literally looting your class abilities, right? You're not like Exactly. Your, your, your capability as an entity in that world is not like completely changed the minute that you pick up yeah. the loot. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. It still seems for what for what sounds like it was probably just kind of like a weird little fun experiment yeah. thing experiment you know like yeah. how, how people pronounce words yeah experiment uh, <laughs> I dig it uh huh uh it does sound like a really cool thing to try like for sure, for sure. I, I think I've I might never been able try oh, sorry? it I'm oh, yeah. sorry I was just gonna say I think I might genuinely try it like I had never heard it really described this way before or looked into it mm-hmm. enough and that's my fault but this sounds kind of fucking cool yeah it's good and <laughs> so and ports of four is in game pass so i i bet danielle if you want to do that you should probably do it soon because i bet that the i don't i still don't know how many people are in each race nikki but uh it's like 60 something okay that's still a pretty high number i bet you want to do that while it's still kind of fresh and hot while there are people loading up yeah. for that mode versus yeah, like not fair so um because boy boy battle royales feel like they sure come and fucking go these days huh yeah <laughs> yeah um, games that uh, don't just come and go, however, are games that I like, which ironically, uh, Danielle, I think is maybe the exact opposite of what you do like, do like, or don't like. I don't know how the <laughs> yeah. words work. We've established this. Um, I like long, difficult grinds where it's like, you know, I love Dark Souls, right? I like from sure. FromSoft games. I love Sekiro is one of my top games of last year. I love a lot of different kinds of games, but I love games that allow you to kind of beat your head against a certain problem until you, like, can figure it out, either because you've, like, memorized a pattern, because you've ground up enough where you get guaranteed more power, um, which, you know, Dark Souls kind of splits the difference between and stuff like that. So I've been playing a bunch of games uh, in that vein, kind of looking to kind of scratch a similar itch to, like, a Darkest Dungeon or something like that, where it's, like, very difficult, but it's all about, like, mitigating risk and... um, understanding patterns in such a way that like you know you overcome the ultra difficult thing but there hasn't been you know i beat sekiro earlier this year there hasn't been really any new kind of games that are scratching that particular itch for me so i went back and played a bunch of fucking etrian odyssey oh boy Uh, yeah for 2012's hottest rpg franchise from atlas games uh which are sort of like if people aren't familiar with these because why would you be they are old dungeon (laughs) old ass dungeon crawlers (laughs) uh that are like all about drawing maps like that's kind of the the general idea of those games is that you go into dungeons the same way that you would in like a persona or a tokyo mirage sessions or any other shin megami tensei game other atlas games as a matter of fact um but you are they're 3ds games so on the bottom screen with the stylus you are literally drawing maps on graph paper the way that you would do in like you know pre-map metroid games right um or you know, people used to just do that. They would steal graph paper from their school and then draw out the maps of, like, whatever game was before games started doing that for them. But these games don't do it for you. They have a bunch of, like, tools and a bunch of unique icons you can place on the map that allow you to do that. And then they're fucking hard as shit, <laughs> is the other thing. 
Um, and you kind of move through, and you you grind up, and you get like very. What I love about these games so far, and and so Etrian Odyssey Nexus came out last year. It was like kind of a greatest hits collection of a bunch of dungeons and character classes and stuff from throughout the franchise. Um, and I got into it a little bit. It was like a good gateway drug for me, but I wanted to go back and play a bunch of the old stuff to kind of better appreciate what they were doing with their kind of remix of these old dungeons and bosses and enemies and stuff. So I went back and played 4, I'm currently playing through 5, there's a whole bunch more. Um, but uh, one of the things I really, really love about them is that you create custom parties of characters out of, like, you know, nameless, faceless soldiers the way that you do in Darkest Dungeon. And the classes just get fucking wild, because it's like, right now, for instance, in my Etrian Odyssey 5 team, I have a class called the... Instead of, like, being, um, you know, a tank, a healer, a damage dealer, you have ones that are, like... Uh, it rhymed! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, don't don't be sorry. I'm glad. Like, no. If you want to interrupt me at any point during all this, I know I can go off on long tangents about my stuff and go way too deep on them. So please, please, if you have anything to say, I just was very charmed by the way you said it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. So. Instead of that, it's it, there's a lot of focus on like status ailments and uh, poison and blind and elemental stuff. A lot of things that a lot of RPGs over the like course of the last like you know th- thirty years or something like that have sanded off the edges of because they were complicated. These games like lean hard into those. So like you know you play Final Fantasy X back in whatever that game came out two thousand whatever two thousand probably actually um, you would get to fucking sin and you would use fire attacks on him or ice attacks because maybe he's weak to that but sorry 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 one second mm-hmm. the enemy's name is sin oh sin? have you never played final fantasy 10 no oh no, the main bad guy no, in final no. fantasy 10 is called sin no 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 uh... so 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 hold on so so sin i'm just gonna sorry just doing a quick goop now... i was trying to find the most like open-ended everybody has definitely played this one final fantasy no i've never i've never i've never played a final fantasy okay other than final fantasy one or whichever one was on the game boy advance Um, lots of them (laughs) lots of them well i played one of them there so so so, okay when you said sin i was like ah sin is like final fantasy satan but Mm, no well it does look like a big uh, dog with fish parts. Yeah, it's like a big fish dog with like bird parts. Miyazaki as well. looking ass. Yeah, fucking dog. It's got so many legs. This thing looks like yeah. it's in Nausicaa. Have y'all seen Wait, Nausicaa? I have. Seen, I was literally going to say it's like a Nausicaa yeah. monster. This is the one with the pretty boy, right? And he's an athlete. He's like a jock. Hey, hey, Cloud? Uh, Danielle, Danielle, yeah. I, Titus. I know you- <laughs> Titus, 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 Sora. You did say it's the Final Fantasy game with the pretty boy. That's every Final Fantasy. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I guess you're right. Uh, I I haven't really ever played a Final Fantasy either. So I boy, I then I should just stop what I'm doing right now. (laughs) I like Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is good. Okay, okay. And I liked. Um, I've played RPGs. Like I have. Okay, it's just not all of them. Or or any Final Fantasy. <laughs> Alright, no, I can do Chrono Trigger, though, too. You know how you fight Lavos, and, like, mm-hmm. Lavos will be, like, oh, you can, like, you'll be, 
you'll have characters in that game that have different abilities, and maybe they can summon an ice spell, and like, oh, Lavos is a fire monster, so he's weak to ice. Or, oh, he'll do a stance change, and now for the next, like, two turns, he'll be weak to fire or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of RPGs, especially, like, big name franchises like Square Enix ones, uh, do that sort of thing. Um, but, th- but then they will also always have, and even Persona does this, uh, which is one of my favorite franchises still, but even this does that where it'll be like, you'll have a character who like specializes in fire magic and darkness magic. And darkness magic is like, oh, it'll, it's an instant kill on an enemy on, you know, if you, if you use it, but it's only got like a 10% chance of actually like affecting them. Um, so, you know, you can mitigate that by increasing their, like, luck stat, and their luck will make it a higher chance of just getting an instant kill, so it's, like, high risk, high reward. Okay, uh, but, okay. But, but then, oftentimes, what those games, especially over the last, you know, dozen years or so, have done is they have made it so, like, well... We don't. We, this is a boss fight, so the rules don't apply. So, like, this one is just immune to darkness magic. You will never, no matter how much you try to, you will never get an instant kill on this boss. Um, the Etrian Odyssey games uh, go hard in the other direction, where it's like the bosses will have, you know, maybe resistances to, like, instant kill moves, but the, you can just fucking instant kill this boss that has 8 million hit points or whatever if you get, like, a 1 in a million shot on them. So, like... Building a Night Seeker in Etrian Odyssey 4, which is one I've beaten so far, uh, I built them towards just, like, full-on, they do death and um, petrification and, you know, other instant kill moves on their two swords, and they have spells, and they have a thing where it's like, you can use an attack, and it's like, okay, they do two attacks per normal attack, and so they get two chances to instant kill, or they'll have a move where they spend some mana, and they do, like eight attacks instead and every single one of those attacks does barely any damage but it has like a one in a million chance of killing them but one in a million divided by like 50 you know it starts to get a little bit your odds get better and I, in point of fact in Etrian Odyssey 4 I instant killed a boss on like turn two with a character that I had built that way and to maybe kind of round this out a little bit I eat that shit up <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love finding, like, weird, unique ways to get around bosses and enemies in games that aren't necessarily just, like, the usual triumvirate of the <clears throat> the healer, the tank, and the damage dealer. Uh, the Rizza, the, the Jizza. Hank, the Hank? I just said the Hank! I the fucked Hank? up. Uh-huh. Fucked up. The Hank, yeah, it's one of the types. You know, you know? it's been the, the, the three ships day. that Columbus came over on. The healer, <laughs> the tank... <laughs> <laughs> and the Jizza <laughs> and then Santa Maria. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, that's kind of just. Uh, I don't need to go too much deeper into it. It's just like I I love like games that allow you to. And there's even like maybe it's not the same style of game by any stretch, but it's like maybe like taps on some of the same like neural pathways of like an immersive sim where it's like having multiple ways of getting past an obstacle like there's always going to be the a locked door but how you get through that locked door can be up to you and rpgs especially turn-based ones that like have this like very stripped down minimalist presentation where it's like you you wouldn't normally expect to have lots of different ways past this obstacle like doing stuff like that leaning into that atlas does that very very well and i love that in etrian odyssey i love that in the shin megami tensei games um and you know those are kinds of games that I love to de- dig deep into and, like, really min-max with and, and mess around with uh, during the winter months when I don't have a lot else to play, so. Is there a special, like, I don't know, I, I guess, a, like, a vibe 
to this that's like super appealing to you like it's cold you're kind of huddled up you know mm-hmm. I, i'm picturing you watch like playing these under blankets you might not mm-hmm. be you might be in I- a perfectly normal outfit but i'm picturing you like in a blanket like no, ready to go you know <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. on the fucking floor. I've got uh, my like little shitty couch. I'm not using <laughs> that one. Or I'm, I'm not using my good couch. I'm using my little shitty couch. I'm laying on the floor. I have put up one of those. I don't know what if they have a name. Those pillows that have like armrests on them that you put on that are meant to be put on the floor, and then oh, you like yeah. put them. Back I think up they're called the husbands, which is very funny. <laughs> one Mogen house husband. <laughs> is it called a husband? husband? They are called pillow. husbands. Yeah. They okay. Are called good. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's sure exactly did. what I have. Sherpa bed rest pillow gray room essentials. Warming backrest <laughs> massager. The boyfriend arm pillow maroon deluxe comfort. Hmm. <laughs> they're also called, they're also known as backrest pillows. Okay. I like that too. I like so that I have, too. Um, I have one of those. People can go to Bed Bath & Beyond and Google how pillows. many? How many of these do you think a person owns in their lifetime? In, uh... one, in one time? At, in, their, in their lifetime. Because I've definitely had at least four of these. I'm on my third. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We had because one like, in my house when I was little, but I don't think I've had one since then. Okay. Yeah, I I did get one because I, I feel like it's like a requirement for for late millennials to have one <laughs> in their to have one in their in their first year college uh like residence hall, and then you move on from it. You like give it away, and then mm-hmm. you're like, actually, no, that was a fucking good idea, and you get yeah. one in your senior year um in your apartment or whatever and then i feel like you pick up another few over the course of your life and then like once you get old you have one for your kid or whatever yeah 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 i mean that that was what it was that was kind of how it went with us it was like we got two from our parents at the time uh you know i think it was literally to play video games from basically it was like to have more space on the floor so we could stretch out play you know battle arena to shinden or something Mm-hmm. Um, my brother and I, and now I, we ended up getting rid of them because they were like smushed and overused over the years, but I, and ended up buying one last year, I want to say. So by, you know, 28 years old, pretty much the same thing as a uh, senior in college, right? That's yeah, the same that's thing. basically, <laughs> listen, you can go back to school whenever, you know? That's true. That is true. School is uh, ageless. But yeah, no, I've got one of those. I'm, I'm, I put it in front of my shitty bed. I've got my one TV. That I'm playing, you know, uh, Giant Bomb on or something like that. I'm watching Beast in the East, the Yakuza playthrough. I've got that. I've got the the 3DS plugged into the wall. I'm covered in a, like, a massive, ultra-thick sleeping bag that I have unzipped all the way to make into a super-thick blanket. <laughs> and nice. that is that is where I'm playing these games from, or games like this. You know, la- you know yeah. a couple years ago, it was Darkest Dungeon. It was playing Darkest Dungeon on PlayStation 4, or sometimes it's, like, a Persona game. Like, games that I could just play and, like really poke at forever um and yeah i don't know that's a kind of game that i've come to appreciate more as i've gotten older younger i was definitely like now nah, i want stories and i want characters and stuff like that no now i'm just like fucking hit me with that math fam just like mm, just raw motherfuckers stabbing <laughs> like god and killing him uh in one hit because that's all because i've spent 800 hours like doing the math, doing my multiplications tables to make sure my character is as optimized as they possibly can be. Just like let me fucking eat that with a spoon. <laughs> uh, and I still love you know story driven stuff and character driven stuff as well. But I think that is something that I'm more into when there's more games coming out because when there's yeah. more games coming out, you you can get through a beginning, middle, and end right. Like you you see that and then you move on to the next thing. 
I, I sort of like, just as a general flow of things, um, so uh, uh, <clears throat> Joel from uh, Waypoint, uh, it was our, our um, publisher at Waypoint, talked about this once, and I, and I sort of really love the way he talked about it, because he did both, he was a, both a publisher in, you know, in the digital media space, but he was also a musician, and he made, like, electronic mm. music, and he talked a lot about, like, winter was his most creative period, because he was like, I just buckle down, like, it's cold, it's shitty, it's bad, I, like, I do this, you know, I do my thing here, I feel more creative doing this, I produce the most music in the winter months, and then, like, in the summer months, or the warmer times, it's, like, spending more time outside doing other things like he just had this kind of um i I, this wasn't like oh he only makes music in the winter but he he sort of thought of winter as being like a really creative time for him and a really like productive time for him which i think is really cool i just i don't like winter very much i'm one of those people uh but i i do appreciate that i do sort of feel sometimes like yeah i think i even though i i do have like you know, seasonal depression sometimes, I do also feel very productive on good productive days in the winter, if that makes any sense. Like, yes, there are bad days, but like a productive winter day, sometimes I feel like, oh, I got so much done today. Like like, kind of despite the shitty stuff, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. Winter also does hit different uh, when the sun doesn't go away. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I suppose so. Um, which like yeah it was a is a real as a, as since I moved when I like, went to school in New York I oh, had yeah, yeah. winter and I was like yo this fucking sucks this is this is <laughs> yep. terrible like the sun's not here like I can't just look at it today um, <laughs> yeah, or Danielle but, wasn't it fucking seventy degrees out last weekend or something in New York it's yeah. really wild yeah <sighs> I I I was out I was actually out on my ambulance. Uh, the the day it was like super super warm and it was it was it was really weird because in the winter i mean and this is also a seasonal thing but like my ems calls definitely are different in the summer and the winter like i certainly get different things because the weather is so radically different in new york Mm -hmm. in in the different times right like we get uh, this is probably a little sad and a little hard so i'm gonna put a little content warning here but we we certainly do get more you know homeless folks who are cold obviously in in the winter that makes sense right uh and we 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 had a call like that but like it wasn't cold so it was this really weird thing where it's like okay I, i understand like you know this person uh certainly wants to like have some food and and be in shelter and everything yeah. but it was like everybody's wearing big puffy coats but people are like taking them off on the street yeah. <laughs> it's just like we're still getting the same type of call even though it's like weirdly warm and my brain was just like where where is this going like what is happening right now? right uh, whereas I think on that same exact weekend, it was negative uh, 20 below over, or I guess negative 20 over here in uh, now is West that, North Dakota. Is that a lot? Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's uh, that's about 50. So it's a little, little more than 50 below, degrees below freezing. Steven, you should move. Yeah, that's uh, an idea, huh? It seems <laughs> cold there. <laughs> yeah, uh, boy, I have I have thought about moving so many times over my life, and it's something Man, that's coming what the out a lot. fuck? On Thursday, the high is supposed to be negative three. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it gets that. bad out here. It's and it gets fuck bad out that. here. I mean, I think I think like one thing that to be said about this too is like it's not supposed to be seventy degrees in New York in January. Yeah. It's not. It's it's bad. Like it's uh, not good. Even though we're all look. Some people like winter, but I genuinely think they're a minority. Like, in places where you get winter and it's not pretty, like, 
You know what? In Maine, in Vermont, winter is real pretty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's, like, nice snow. And I'm not saying everybody there loves the winter, but, like, it is picturesque. Yeah. In New York, nah. it's fucking freezing. It gets yeah. cold. It, not as cold as North Dakota, uh, no no question, but quite cold. We do the- certainly go below zero. But it's just... Oh my! It's just like frozen trash. Everywhere. Yeah, that's the only, the only good thing about winter in New York is that you can't smell the garbage because it's too too cold. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, around here, I don't know. It's just like because North Dakota is so flat. Like what what you're looking at is just like endless white. And actually, one of the things you did, like it's always interesting to me to hear about is like people talking about oh the sun is never out during the winter. It's like oh yes it is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because yeah. you need to wear sunglasses during the winter uh, around here, because like the snow reflects the light so badly, and yeah. you, you know, you obviously, snow blind is a thing, and all that sort of thing. Like, uh, it gets real bad around here. Like, people can get sunburn in the winter around here because the sun is reflecting off the ground so bad. Um, yeah, that's wild. It's so strange. It's so such a weird part of the country in general. It's also not supposed to be typically, I would say, not supposed to be about negative twenty below normally around here either. Right. But, but the world is bad and dying. That's uh, weird too. Can I ask? Sorry to make this so like seasonal and geographic, but no, yeah. Uh, do you find it pretty? Do you think it's like pretty, or is it just like I'm done with this snowblind shit? Goodbye. <laughs> I uh, I like having seasons, even as somebody who has never lived in a part of the country that doesn't have seasons. Sure, sure. I I can tell that I'm a person who does enjoy that. Um, it. I have some friends who super don't uh, love it. My my best friend, uh, Bree, she fucking hates the winter. Um, I don't know if I find it pretty, though. I, I don't okay. know if that's how I would describe it. I, I do I do like having it, though. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. I like... And there's so many... So much of it is, like, tied into memories of this specific place because I've lived at or around this basic uh, city for, like, my entire life where it's like, oh, yeah, there's that big artificial hill over um, by... <laughs> over... I was trying to think... I'm bad with street names, but it's, like, that big artificial hill over by the uh, GameStop in town. <laughs> that, <laughs> I like uh, it! The GameStop it, hill! Let's just yeah, call it. Which yeah, which I, I don't even need to say the GameStop hill because it is a literal park, but I don't remember the name of the park either. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh you know and that's where uh that's a place where a bunch of people like during the winter will go out and take their sleds and stuff like that and just go up and down the hill over and over again on sleds and like that i it's not something i do anymore and haven't done for like 15 years or whatever but like i like the fact that people can do that like i love that that is that is still a thing that like when i was a child people are still doing that sort of thing and enjoying that sort of thing like it's not quite the nostalgia of like well kids should love star wars because i loved star wars growing up or whatever (laughs) sure i i I just love that it's an option that is available to people around here um but yeah i guess i just i just don't know if it's uh west fargo is particularly such a weird place because i don't know if it's pretty because it's just like a bunch of like flat buildings as far as the eye can see so it's not even you're not even getting that cool um open plains yeah. sort of field effect even like even the place that used to be like that uh way to the south has been completely fucking paved over at this point now like huh. actually it's where some of my friends live um it's just like it's kind of become like the new developed rich part of town i see i see yeah. but uh um, well it was 65 degrees today it'll be 68 tomorrow <laughs> oh uh, my god it'll be 75 <sighs> next week oh I'm super. Let me tell you, I love going there. I love going to LA, but only in June when it's you know just the real, real June peak. gloom. Mm-hmm. Just the real um, good version of the heat. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm only excited. I'm excited for PAX for many reasons, which we will get to at the end of the program. Um, but I am excited because it's it's going to be my yearly interaction with snow. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, cool. I'll be like, ah, cool. The slush. Anyway, <laughs> bye. Yeah, this <laughs> nice slush and, uh, you know, salt upon my jeans. Uh-huh. Yeah, salt, salt's big. <laughs> Uh, actually, we can probably just get to that. I think we've probably exhausted ta- winter talk a little bit, or at yeah. least uh, that particular brand of it. So we can get into kind of talking about just kind of new things happening throughout the year. We didn't really go over that last week. We kind of talked yeah. about doing it, but we didn't really talk about like the events that are coming up. Sure. Yeah. Uh, y'all heard of PAX, the East one, not South. We're not there. Um, uh, the first time there. I ever drank alcohol was PAX East 2008. No, Damn. it would have been 2008. I would Momentous. Old enough. 13, Momentous. I That's a good cover. I was That's there. a good cover. <laughs> 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 I, I was going to say, uh, I, mean, I, was, I was going to say something like, well, no, it was in a bar, so I, like, I couldn't have gotten it illegally. But then I did remember that like, when I went into that bar, I did accidentally, and I swear this was an accident, sneak in with a different party like a different group of people would come out to smoke and like they saw them going in i was like oh they must be letting more people in because it was like you know we can't have too many people in otherwise it's a fire hazard and everybody's here for packs you bunch of nerds um <laughs> so like these people came out to smoke and when they went back in i assumed that they were letting more people in but it was actually just a smoke break and so i just snuck in and then realized nobody i knew was there i was like what the fuck is happening and then <laughs> 15 minutes later, my friends got in and just like, nice, dude, you got in. Like, it was like, like what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, God, God, let me tell you, very drunk. Like, that was the first time I'd ever drank at all. Uh, it was ba- it was a bad scene. That'll happen. Bad things happened. Bad things were exchanged. I still I still feel slightly embarrassed about it. No, listen, anyway. that, means you, that means you did it fine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. That means you did an alright job. Um, yeah. We'll be at PAX East, which is the one that happens in uh, Boston, the oldest city in the West, um, which is what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Boston. That, the famous West Coast town, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> um, we will be in Boston for PAX, and uh, we have a fucking panel, y'all. Yeah! Have, yeah! Uh, be doing a late lunch fan with hybrid uh situation that definitely is fully planned fully <laughs> fleshed out and we know exactly what it's gonna be we definitely um, assumed as soon as we signed up we we definitely assumed yeah. we were absolutely going to uh-huh. get the panel definitely uh, and not be rejected out of hand <laughs> um and we definitely weren't surprised when we got the email so like it was we're ready is what, what is what we're saying and if you want to experience that readiness uh you should come over to the cuttlefish theater at 2 30 p.m on saturday the 29th at pax east well it's a it's a million years away but we will uh and we'll obviously be promoing it but uh if you're listening to the show you'll know first yeah um that it's i'm happening. so excited i'm yep. so excited I've never fun. Yeah, hell yeah. That's. I was actually kind of like Pax, huh? We're gonna we're all gonna go to Pax, really? And it's just like, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, boy, it'll be super super nice to just be in the same like space as everyone. I fucking love that. I loved it last year at E3. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's super fun. It's like I don't know. There's an aspect of 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 things like E3 that can be like. This is very overdramatic, so I'm not saying this is exactly the same, but being in the trenches a little bit with, you know, yeah. your fellow yeah. your fellow uh, co-workers. Again, I don't want to, like, 
you know, uh, say it's we're actually in the trenches. It's no, gaming, not that, it's gaming not that is bad. war, Danielle. <laughs> gaming is war. <laughs> but there is uh, that, like, I will say we are maybe... camaraderie. <laughs> I'll say at this website in particular, it does fucking feel like war sometimes, considering, like, how much we're trying to do with the size of staff that we have, how much we had to fucking fight. Like, this is, you know, obviously... It would not have been possible if this was not before you got here, Daniel. It would not have been possible to hire you. But, like, we were fighting some fucking people <laughs> at this company beforehand that you were fighting when you worked here pre- <laughs> the first time. Oh, <laughs> the first time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, what I'm saying is if you want to call this war, fucking uh, let's go. I got my fucking uh, backpack, my camel back full of water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My MREs. What are other things that people have in wars that aren't guns? MREs. Uh, MREs uh, tourniquets. 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 Got, got those. Tourniquets. Oh. Whoop. Did oh. we lose somebody? Oh, I'm still here. Okay. Oh. I got my I tourniquet. I'm still here. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's, but it's yeah we'll be at PAX East. Uh, also, if you want to talk to any... Uh, like, we'll all be at PAX East. The whole crew will be at PAX yeah. East. So if you are a... A games PR person or a developer and <laughs> see us uh, and show us your stuff at PAX East. Uh, send us an email at podcast at fanbyte.com and we will uh, set that set that up. Yeah, we're also going to be at E3 by the sound we will, of Yeah, we will be at the, at the definitely good and complete show <laughs> Electronic 3 this year. The robust um, and hearty event. Uh-huh. Uh, that everyone's going to be at. All of your favorites. <laughs> NVIDIA. Razer. <laughs> Dark Sector, Bang Microsoft, Energy. Bang Energy, G Fuel, Razor's gonna be there again. They've got two oh. booths this year. Um, I, I'm just looking forward to the time where Kenshio Hall becomes just E3 again. Oh, yeah. Like, back oh. in the day, Kenshio Hall was, like, the, you know, maybe maybe not the most moneyed uh, yeah, portion. Yeah, it was the weird one. Of the show. No, yeah. Uh, Daniel, were you at E3 last year? I was not. It was one of the uh, few E3s that I've not been to. Okay. But I was not, actually. Yeah. Because uh, let me tell you, like, the entire South Hall is just Kenshin now. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just, like, people fucking selling gaming chairs and lanyards with pictures of Sans Undertale on them. That's oh, got, <laughs> you've got folks. You've got folks with, like, uh, vibrating vests mm-hmm. uh, over oh, there good. that you take appointments with, and you're like, this is nothing, right? And then, shocker, it's nothing. Um, there was a booth. There was a booth that was selling like coats that were officially licensed by, but only inspired. Like they were officially officially inspired. I guess is the way to phrase it. I don't yeah. know how to say it exactly. It'd make more sense when I actually get the words off my chest. But they were like coats, like big giant coats and other costumes that were meant to evoke the styles of popular characters like Tracer or Connor from Assassin's <laughs> Creed Three. Like uh, official. Yeah, they were just jackets. That was that was also last year was also the year. God, I'm I'm excited for E3 this year because I'm excited to get the fuck activated out of me. I'm gonna go to every activation this year and like just make as many videos as I can of me getting the activated. It's gonna be great. But um, this last year was also the email. Last year was also the year where there was that booth that was selling loot boxes that were yeah. shaped like question mark boxes and pokeballs, and yeah. they were next to the Nintendo booth, and they were there oh. on the first day, and then the next day they were not there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
God, E3 was weird yeah. last year, and, and it's, it's only gonna, gonna be, be weirder. weirder. Yeah, yeah, Sony's not showing up is the is the news bit. Sony's not gonna be there this year. Um, instead, choosing to have their own events, which is probably smart. Uh, yeah. They did say in their press release, they said hundreds of consumer events, which I don't know what that means, other <laughs> than, like, we're going to put some PlayStation 5s on a bus and go to your local <laughs> mall. Like, I don't know what else that means other than that. Um, be like that Microsoft Amazon was, fucking Yeah, truck. it's going to be the treasure truck. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's going to yeah. be a PlayStation. Um, but yeah, Microsoft is going to be there. Presumably everyone else but Sony is going to be there, so, like, I think it's going to be, like, one of those... It's going to be a weird situation where there will be PlayStation 5 games, I think, on the yeah. floor. But, like, Sony's not going to be there. And, like, obviously people from Sony will be at E3, but, like, right. they're, they're not going to be there. Like, it's it's going to be one of those. They're going to be in, like, meeting rooms and hotels yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. talking yeah. to people. Like, we're not going to see planes, planes clothed, uh, plain clothed uh, <laughs> fucking Sony employees. Uh-huh. Be fucking John T. Drake wearing a fucking yeah. fake mustache and sunglasses. Yeah, if, if you're a Sony employee, you have to tell me where it's entrapped. <laughs> uh, legally, oh, legally, boy. yeah. Um, but yeah, E3 is coming up, and then yeah, man. That's, yeah, yeah. Audience. I, I'm like I said, I'm excited to just be around you guys, basically. Yeah. Like that goes yeah. for Merritt and John and Dylan as well. Like even though they're not here with us. Um, I, I just, I, God, I fucking love that last year, like, walking, that was my favorite part of last year, was just, like, walking down the halls together and, like, taking yeah. very bad pictures of each other, mm-hmm. um, and then yes. y- you screaming, Todd! <laughs> <laughs> you saw Todd, Todd, Todd Howard walked by, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe Todd Howard didn't, didn't fucking acknowledge me. How rude of him. I can't Todd Howard that. fucking email us at podcast at fanpoint.com. <laughs> what if we got Todd on the show? Todd, anyway. come on late lunch. <laughs> I mean, if we if we stand in a hallway and scream loud enough, eventually he has to respond. Yes, yeah, you say Todd's name three times. We've got a Zoom lens. We can do this. <laughs> yeah, by having Todd on late lunch, what we actually mean is we're going to use a laser mic to like listen in on his conversations from eighty yards away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's talking about like what where he's going for lunch that day. It's just like, and then we just like splices recording into the podcast. It'll yeah. be great. You'll love it. I'm Todd Howard, and I love late lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Uh, yeah, I think that's Good. probably gonna do it for this episode, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Of, that's, that, that's all. I don't I think we can top that. No. That was now, great. <laughs> if you if you are an employee at the uh, Taco Bell KFC on Geary and Sixth in San Francisco, I hope you're doing well. Um, just thinking a lot about that Taco Bell KFC. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Aww. It was like my local KFC and Taco mm. Bell when I was in my junior year of college, and just but, thinking a lot about it. But not a Kentaco Hut, not one of those triples. <laughs> no, it's not, it wasn't a triple; it was a double. Huh. It was a double. Um, there are no Pizza Huts in San Francisco. Huh? It's fucked up. You can't actually get delivered uh, Pizza Hut. What in do you the city of San Francisco? What do you eat? Wrap <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what do you eat in San it's, Francisco? It's a, San Francisco <laughs> is a food desert. Um, no, it's like they've got Round Table, um, which is. Unless, listen, unless they want to sponsor us, this is the current opinion of late, of, of, of Brown Table Pizza from fanbite.com. Not good. Oh, um, uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They've got Domino's. Mm, that's, There's Pachi's. Pachi's Pizza. Hey, also, do you, yeah, that's, they do have that. 
There's also, um, fuck, what's that place called? Also on Geary? Demores? I think there's a place on Geary that is the is the I'm drunk and I'm going to go have some pizza place <laughs> um, that is like right on Geary near all of San Francisco residents. So I'm talking about it's like on Geary right next to like all of the shitty Geary bars. Oh, um, yeah. OK. And uh, yeah, I've been to that pizza place many a time. Oh, well. Huh. That's pizza. Yeah, uh, it's pizza. Pizza's not a uh, not a lot of great pizza around uh, Fargo. Which actually, West Fargo, Fargo is actually like super, super fucking good for food. Honestly, because it's like I feel like what it is a lot of the times is that you know a lot of um, immigrants come here and they end up settling in this part of the country because it's extremely cheap to live here. Mm-hmm. And sure, I'll, sure. you know, like as is a classic event in um, American history, a lot of immigrants end up opening up um, restaurants and stuff like that and family owned businesses and stuff like that. We got fucking India palace on uh, 13th Avenue is so fucking good. I fucking go there like every weekend we got a good oh, yeah. place. We got like lots of good Mediterranean places. Um, uh, it's really good food around here, but uh, not a, not much for pizza actually. Like Pizza Hut is probably still my like go to if I need delivery pizza. Honestly, Listen, Pizza Hut's good actually. I think so too. I would. I would. This is this is another show, but I would say that Pizza Hut is still better than Refresh Domino's. That's my. Favorite. Oh yeah. It's I, also better than Papa John's. Oh, hundred yeah. percent, and, and they're not racist, which is right. huge. Yep. <laughs> Even ignoring the racist stuff, I never fucking liked Papa John's. People were it's always just sweet. like, "It's too sweet. It's too fucking. It's like weird, and it's sweet but also sour at the same time with that sauce." And I just like and the, the tomato sauce. Just like, mm, don't hate, don't love it. Papa Murphy's, on the other hand, take and bake. Who? Papa Murphy's take and bake. Is Papa that Murphy? Is Papa that Murphy. different than? Oh no! So this isn't. I've never seen one of these before so in my life. Maybe this is just a Midwest thing. Papa Murphy's is take and bake pizza where you take where they like make a pizza in front of you. Like they t- roll out the dough, they put the sauce on, they make it to your specifications. They have pre built ones that you can like yeah. select from as well, like you know pre built combinations or whatever. But mostly you you go into the building and then they make it in front of you. You take it home and then you bake it at your own self. Um, you, you do I that see. part. Uh, and they are huge and very cheap and delicious. They're maybe some of the best. I don't think they warm up particularly great compared to, like, a, a Pizza Hut. I think Pizza Hut is still my microwave in, like, you know, 6.30 yeah. in the morning. It's because it's because of all of the oil in there. It it's probably it the it oils. Healthy. The essential oils. They wouldn't call them that <laughs> if they weren't good for you. Pizza <laughs> essentials, yes. <laughs> Uh, but because uh, I think the cheese is a little too thick sometimes on Papa Murphy's, uh, it kind of overpowers the uh, the sauce to a certain degree. Because the uh, but that's a whole thing. There are anyway. nine locations in a, a, in within a fifty mile radius of me, and they're all in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> Weird. I wonder why. You would think that you would want to have take and bake near like places of business and stuff like that so people grab them on the way home you call this is what you do with papa murphy's you you grab one on the way home from whatever it is that you're doing you go to a movie maybe you go see this new, the new star wars or you don't because yeah. it's bad uh <laughs> and then on the way back you you stop by papa murphy's you call ahead to whoever's at home your roommate your significant other your parents whatever and you say start the oven for me so that when you get home it takes a little bit less time because the oven's already preheated right. and then you so you get, it in oh, like yeah. a 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Before you park your car, you whip it in through the window. You got now. You do want to put a little bit of English on it. You want it to curve yeah. to get into the oven and not yeah. just hit a wall. I'm Papa. Uh, Papa who? Papa Murphy. <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, um, this is nothing. Uh, <laughs> earlier on, Nikki, you mentioned one uh, email address called podcast at fanbyte.com, which is an email yeah. address that I have. Uh, hmm consecutively about, uh, forgotten to mention on this podcast for about the last 18 episodes. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I also forgot we had it until this morning. I was like, oh, we haven't gotten an email in a minute, huh? Um, and it, it maybe it occurred to us, like, oh, wait, we haven't told people that they yeah. can send us emails. <laughs> but you can send us emails at podcastandfanbyte.com. That's podcast, singular, not plural. Uh, I have it in, I have it highlighted here in the document, so I don't forget that. Yeah. Um, podcast at fanbyte.com is the email address you can send us questions, comments, concerns uh, what your favorite pizza place is, that's pretty good uh, if maybe you can tell me if you've ever had Papa Murphy's and if you can <laughs> confirm whether or not it's one of the best um, kind of, fa- would you call it fast food if it's take and bake? Yeah, no, everybody send your ranking of, po- of pizza places and we'll talk about it Yeah, that's what I want um, and you can send all kinds of different things, obviously, but that would be a good start. Uh, to fan, podcast at fanbyte.com one last time. You can also find us on fanbyte.com, the website, where you can read all of our very funny, very good stuff a lot of the time. Uh, it's not always just funny either. Sometimes it's just useful in, or in, you know. Yeah. You know, it can be useful or insightful, you know. I think I also just got a text on my phone from India Palace, uh, saying that I have a <laughs> coupon there. Oh, which, yeah. They know. Oh, yeah. the world is trying to tell you something there, Stephen. <laughs> you know, I can fucking go for some Vindaloo. Hell um, yeah. Oh, Hell I yeah. Love um, <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter sometimes. Uh, where can people find you, Danielle? At Danielle or I on Twitter. Beautiful. And where can people find you, Nicholas? Uh, at Godsua, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. And you can find Merritt on Twitter at at Merritt K. Two uh, I almost said two eyes. I guess two eyes, two, two K's. Eyes. Two, two eyes, arms, two, two arms. <laughs> but yeah. I, I like two eyes too. That's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two arms, two legs, uh, two heads. It's weird. Uh, you can find <laughs> me at at Steven Strum on Twitter. S T E V E N S T R O M. Uh, and you can find uh, some of the streams that we do, including late lunch, uh, the thing that we'll be, yeah. we'll be doing at uh, PAX. Uh, on Twitch TV slash Fanbyte. I think that's gonna do it for us. Anybody, uh, anybody got anything interesting that they want to close us out with? I can do my closer because I haven't done mine in a bit. No, yeah, anybody... do yours, Steven. I like yeah. yours, Steven. Yeah. Hey, I love you. <laughs> that's very good. Aww. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>